All right, welcome everyone to uh, Inappropriate Earl. It's uh, you know, as you know, it's been a sad couple weeks uh, on Inappropriate Earl. Two of my most popular guests have uh, passed away, so uh, this is starting to read like a, a serial killer going after all my guest uh Lori Adana who was episode 15 uh passed away unfortunately a few weeks ago and of course uh you all know uh, episode 62 Rowdy Roddy Piper uh passed away uh on Friday and uh you know I love him a lot I love Lori Adana and uh I'm sure my next guest is loving this intro yeah. <laughs> but uh I hope he feels safe after doing the podcast because uh I can't afford to lose too many more uh, guests Although it is good for the numbers, I got to be honest with you. And uh, Rowdy would love that joke, so don't worry about it. But uh, this next guest, uh, I'm actually happy to have on the show. I was doing a spot at the comedy store a couple weeks ago, and I have a real eagle eye from the stage, and I instantly locked eyes with him, and I'm like, I know this guy. I know this guy. And then I, you know, I'm nervous when I'm on stage. So I'm like, how do I know this guy? Okay. Was he on big brother? No, I don't think so. Was he on sons of anarchy? No, I don't think so. And then it hit me. He was the obnoxious guy <laughs> from my f favorite reality show. Hell's kitchen season 14 14 season 14 well, uh that introduction holy shit earl is this a real deal i'm not even done with it wow, uh, i'm listening season 14 he was a hell's kitchen finalist and i saw him that night at the comedy store i had to get him on because i love that show please put your hands together for a happy episode of inappropriate earl for mr josh Travato. Hey, everybody. Very alive so far. Jeez, Earl. Well, you might not be after <laughs> oh the show. I'm going to start looking through your closets. Yeah, I mean, Holy it's... Holy shit. Uh, I might start looking through my closets. Uh, wow. You know, it's been, uh, you know, a sad couple weeks. Yeah. Um, Let's try to, like... You know, bring life back into this. Bring life. We'll we'll get. I mean, uh, God bless him, though. I mean, God bless. Uh, oh, Rowdy was Rowdy. awesome, and uh, I, I I was watching him when I was a kid. I mean, my dad, we were huge fans. I mean, so that's uh, you know that's it's sad, but you know what the. They, they live on. They really do. You know, their their souls never die. So yeah, no. To watch them. It's uh, they're still here, but I mean, it, it's you know, he's like having him on the couch where you're sitting right now. It was like having Batman in my house. You know, it was like a superhero. But enough about previous guests on this show. I'm a huge fan of Hell's Kitchen. I was an eater on that show. I think it's season four. I had a friend who worked in cast, and he said, Earl, you'll be the first table that eats. And I really wanted to go just to see if Gordon Ramsay was that big of a dick or if it was just for the cameras. And the, at least the episode I saw, he really was. I mean, cameras would sh <laughs> shut off, and he would yell sure. at people. I, I, I want to, since I've never had someone from a reality show on, I really want to go from the first step to getting on the show and then the show itself. How does one go about being a contestant on Hell's Kitchen. You know, I think you're uh, you're born into it, really. I mean, I think it's just destiny. Destiny has a way of kind of getting you where you need to be in life. And uh, I applied on Craigslist. <laughs> I bet. Not. So I'll bet, yeah. Uh, but no, Gordon Ramsay, I mean, he's, he's an awesome guy just to be around. I mean, watching him, learning from him, you know, every move I kind of watch because, you know, you want to, you want to, interact with him and, and, and learn a lot from what he does so that you don't make any mistakes. Uh, you make a mistake on that show, you see what happens. And uh, limiting mistakes on Hell's Kitchen is kind of the best thing you can do because 
tensions are high, people are yelling, he's getting crazy, you know, you don't know what to do when you don't know what to do. So the best thing that you can do is kind of just, what would Gordon do? <laughs> That's kind of the way I lived my life there. What would Gordon do? Now, do... This is probably my number one question I want to ask you because, uh, and you know, I watch Big Brother too, uh, and it always seems like either on Hell's Kitchen or Big Brother, some of the drama on the show might not—I don't want to say is manufactured, but uh, you know, it's like just for the show's sake. Like you, you were got into some heated arguments, sure, with I think Millie, yeah, Millie, Nick, <laughs> at the whole cast. I, mean, I got issues, so I mean, you know, I. Uh... I definitely I, went after a few of them, but you know, you feel, uh, you feel like these people kind of gang up on you too. And in certain situations, I mean, when I was a kid, I was growing up, my dad kicked my ass when I was a kid, you know, for better or worse. I mean, I have a great relationship with him, but I don't take shit from anybody if I don't have to. I'm going to take shit from Gordon because, hey, that's Gordon Ramsay. But if you don't have to, I'm not going to. But like when you're auditioning for the show and when they tell you, hey, you got it. And I don't know if you can talk about this, so I don't want to get you in trouble. Probably but, not. Uh, okay, we'll see. <laughs> do they like say, "Hey, you know, when the cameras are on, you know, uh, over uh, play your emotions," or do they just tell you, you know, if you, I'm assuming they tell you you can't physically touch anyone, and and, and everything else is on the table. I, I that's the only thing that they say. Don't touch anybody. <laughs> so no, any anything that any reaction or overreaction that you saw from me that came from the heart or the mind or lack thereof. You know that was all real. And there's no there's no fluffing. I guess you can say. Jesus, don't say that. <laughs> that's after the show. Well, well, well. Speaking of which, I mean, do they encourage? Like, there was a few. Uh... They give you such. I mean, listen. It's it's a reality show. I mean, emotions run high. You're in a room with. 18 people, 17 people, they don't need to tell you anything. I mean, people, there's people out there who are just starters of, of, of shit. You know, there's people who are just instigators. And you know, at certain times I felt like, yes, I was instigated, but I'm kind of the guy that you, you get going too. And once I get going, like towards the end on the show, yeah, I was hot, man. I was, uh, I was heated. Now, what week were you, uh, uh, I don't want to say kicked off, but eliminated? Kicked off? Yeah. You can say kicked off. Okay. As long as I wasn't out or murdered. Right. Well, I feel like you're going to. You might be in a couple do, weeks. <laughs> trying to do here. Jesus Listen, I'll be honest with you. It's good for the numbers. Say my so prayers. If you meet an unfortunate demise, I'm sure the episode's going to do well anyway. <laughs> but, you know, if you were to, you know, kill someone or something, it, it does help the numbers. Well, I appreciate that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look out not to. I'm going to try to make it through the rest of this uh, interview first. Because let me tell you something. It'll you can't say, see Earl. I mean, he's actually standing here with a knife in his hand, too. I mean, well, well, I am, actually. Uh, I don't know if he's if he wants me to cook for him or, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm a little nervous. Well, <laughs> yes, speaking of cooking, here's one thing I've never understood about Hell's Kitchen. It seems a lot of people have trouble with scallops and risotto. Like Everybody. But why, why is that? I mean, to me, as a non-cook, it... Those would seem like two of maybe the more simpler dishes. Is it because the pressure's on, the cameras are on, you guys? Well, I mean, if you're watching a movie of pilots, it looks kind of easy to fly a plane until you get behind the plane and you're like, oh, shit, how do I do this? But no, I'm I, as a chef, yeah, cooking scallops was... I wasn't going to go on that show if I didn't know how to cook scallops or do risotto. I think one one time I uh, I put too much wine in the, in the risotto and ended up... Gordon called me out and getting the kids drunk, which was kind of funny. But right. No, I mean, you have to... You, you don't go on that show if you don't know how to cook scallops. I don't know what's going on in these people's head, but you have to... You got to try that a few times before you're out there. Do you go into like a training camp before the show? <laughs> like you're from Philly? 
Yeah, I was born in Philly. I'm a Jersey boy, so even worse. Oh wow! So you are you a Flyers fan? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm Flyers, Eagles, Sixers, Phillies. I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I can't wait to see what they got this year. Chip Kelly's doing some work. You see that? Well, apparently he doesn't. Uh, according to Brandon Boykin, what, what's coming out here? I didn't... No, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> Jeez, Earl. apparently I'm not trying to get me killed. Well, no. I mean, it's uh, you know. I tell you, there's some hot button topics to talk about on this show. Uh, death of. Uh, past guests, uh, any race-related issues, um, which we'll keep it cool. I mean, yeah, for sure. But you know, I also, I obviously people know who you are already. But I, you know, they <laughs> just in case when you, uh, but yeah, but when you see a, any TV show, whether it's a reality show or like a show like Sons of Anarchy, you don't really know the people. And I, yeah, I want to talk about cooking and Gordon Ramsay and all that stuff. But I also want people to know, like. It's, I think it's cool that they hear, oh, I'm an Eagles fan. I like yeah. Chip Kelly and, and, you know, I like the Flyers. And, and sure. uh, so I try and get uh, the, the people to know. Side of people. Yeah, because you're yeah. more than just the reality show contestant. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got layers. I'm, I'm like an onion. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, but, I mean, does it bother you when, uh, I think one of the fears people have of doing reality shows is. Conceptions. They get labeled as, oh, sure. that, I mean, like. When you, if you walked into a restaurant uh, has for a job, do you worry that they're going to go, oh, that's the guy from Hell's Kitchen? I, I kind of hope that they would uh, say that that's the guy from Hell's Kitchen, just so I don't have to explain anything after I get the job. Right. <laughs> how crazy I am. So, you know, I mean, I, I have fun with life. I mean, I've been having a great time with this. I like being recognized out, you know, in public. And I went to uh, the Gilroy Gar Garlic Festival a few weeks ago, and it was really nice to see people who uh, recognized me and who appreciate the show and who love Gordon Ramsay. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a twig of Gordon. <laughs> I don't know how, you know, right. say that, but, you know, I'm a, I am, you know, I, I'm associated with Gordon Ramsay and I, uh, respectfully, I enjoy these people because they enjoy him. I mean, he's got such a, an amazing, um, you know, milestone that he's got going on. I mean, he just did his 500th episode of, uh, with Fox and, you know, I want to make sure that I'm representing him the way I need to as well, you know, and I think that's so cool that people want to take pictures with me and I love it. I have fun with this and I'm having a great time and I want to see how far I could take my life too. Right. You know, so, I mean, I really enjoyed being on television. I had a lot of fun with that. Oh yeah. Well, you're um, very memorable. I'm like, I, I'm going to be honest with you outside of Millie uh, and maybe the blonde girl who was good, really good <laughs> chef. Maybe the blonde girl. No, no, I don't know. But that's <laughs> no, I, see, so memorable. But she had the thin <laughs> eyebrows. But she was a really good Me chef. Megan. The one yes. Who, the one who won. Right. <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the girl winner. who won. Whatever. The winner. Uh, she. I love Megan. I mean, me and Megan, we got along... You know, very well. I mean, I anytime bet. I kind of, well, in a very platonic way. Are you married? I'm or, very single. Yeah. Okay. Looking for a wife eventually. No, I, I got stuff I got to do. I got fish to fry, Earl. Oh, I bet. Well, I hope you don't overcook it. <laughs> I hope so too. Now, it has a single man going on a reality show. Uh, I know they, at the end of the, the uh, night, they would always show you guys either smoking or hitting the jacuzzi. Sure. Do they encourage you guys to maybe get a showman's going? Or is it, hey, if it happens, it happens? Yeah, they, they don't encourage anything but, I guess, the fact that you're going to cook. Right. You know, so anything else is just extra. Listen, they're, they're getting people on there with per personalities. They're not going to get anybody on that show who doesn't have any watchers or viewers or fans. or Right. You know, so they know what they're doing. They're in their... They're going to be going into their 15th season. I was 14. So they've been doing this for a while. They know what 
America likes at this point or doesn't like, either way, people are going to watch them. Well, I'm obsessed with the show. Oh, I mm-hmm. love the show too. I mean, I, I really enjoyed being on it. It was, it was probably the greatest experience of my life. Now, do they tell you, hey, we might bring you back for like an all-star season or uh, do they leave it? Like when you leave the show, do they... It's very open-ended. Everything's very open-ended. You know, there's not really uh, conversations of uh, the future as much, you know, I mean, because they don't know what they want or what they need at certain points, you know? So if, if they need a filler then, or if, you know, filler, all-star, whatever it is, um, then they would reach out to you, you know, or they would, uh, I don't know, but I know that in the past before, uh, I think Kevin, was it season 12? I have, I'm not going to lie to you. And this is a compliment towards you. It's, it's really, since there's so many seasons, it's very hard to remember. Of course. Uh, like a lot of the contestants, the names. like you stand out. And that's what I'm hoping to do. Um, Earl. <laughs> the, and this is going to sound bad, but the, there's a guy, I think two seasons ago, he looked like a really chubby Blake Griffin. Uh, kind of, I want to say Roger, but that, I don't think that was his name. He kind of, I remember, like I see him walking around Sunset. I think he has a job, really? uh, like maybe Katana or something. Well, see, I, I'm not very good at remembering them either all the time. So. Well, it's tough. <laughs> it is I mean, tough. There are a lot of seasons. Of course. And it's, There's a lot of people. Uh, and you know what? I'm, I'm to have stood out on a show like that. That's, that's a blessing too. I mean, that, that's really neat. Cause you, you don't go on the show when you don't have a personality. And if you don't have a personality, you're probably the first or second one gone in a way too. No, no, but that's, <laughs> that's a question I want to get to. So, and once again, I, I don't want to get you in trouble with hell's yeah, kitchen. And look at you trying to dig. He's got well, trouble, I am. Guys. You know, this, it, the show is called inappropriate Earl. I know on SoundCloud and iTunes. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, do, do they like, and I'm asking this as a fan. Sure. Who has and a better you. chance? Oh, thank you for, uh, you know, being on a good show. Who has a better chance at advancing week to week? A great cook with no personality or a horrible cook, but he's great TV. Who has a better chance of making it on the show? Not necessarily to the finals, but will they keep a bad cook but who's great tv maybe who's explosive and everyone hates him or her or if there's a great cook who cooks almost every dish to perfection but is as boring <laughs> i love your face you have a great face I, by well, the you way. know I, I you should be on television i mean i don't know how there's not a camera in here or something you guys can't see his face but well I'm, he gets uh, into this it's very entertaining well, i enjoy because this i'm passionate about yeah. uh i'm let me say this about Hell's Kitchen. There's three shows I watch live the night of. Hell's Kitchen, Sons of Anarchy, which is no longer uh, on the air. God rest its soul, right? It's a great show. Uh was a great show. Auditioned for it once to, uh, you know, but that's a whole other story. That is another story. Um, and Big Brother, which is currently on uh, CBS, which is kind of Hell's Kitchen-like. But I mean, not... Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Big Brother, but I, uh, I've heard that, you know, Hell's Kitchen is, I guess, a mix between Big Brother, Survivor, yeah, the real world. <laughs> I mean, but that shows you why I would be a horrible TV executive because Big Brother, Hell's Kitchens is uh, 15 seasons in. Big Brother, I think this is like the 18th season. Yeah, they have so a they, lot. I think they're in UK now too, aren't they? Yeah, they've yeah. kind of grown up together. Your two shows yeah. and uh, or versus. If you would have said <laughs> Earl. Here's a show. It's about 20 people living in a house. None of them are celebrities. I was. This is the worst idea ever. And 
you know, people 20 have seasons. managed to do very well with it. <laughs> 20 and Hell's Kitchen, uh, I would have thought uh, 18 non-celebrities, you know, at least when they come into the house, sure, cooking food, I was like, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, and here we are 15 seasons in. It's cool. It's, I mean, it's, it's amazing the way it works. I mean, to give me an opportunity uh, to, to showcase my skills, you know, because I wouldn't have had the opportunities of maybe others like these celebrities right now, you know, so it takes that, that entrance, that foot in the door. Um, to, to show, you know, your personality and your skills. And I think it's such a great opportunity to have to be on that show. Yeah. And it's awesome. But, uh, I, I want to see what else I can do with it too, Earl, you know, are you primarily a chef? I mean, as of today, or do you act or so like, I'm in, I'm in the midst of looking for representation. Well, hopefully this show will help you. Yeah, I'm definitely believing it will. You know, I, I really enjoy entertaining people. I like making people laugh, smile, cry, if it's from a good place, you know, oh, so sure. I want to, I want to inspire people. I want to show people that, listen, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, where you came from. It's all about what you're doing with your life and working hard is, you know, is what's going to take you to the next level. And I haven't stopped working hard, you know, and there's times where I've taken a little break because working hard is tiring, but it's tough. it is tough. But, you know, I, I think when, when, you know, God puts something in your heart, um, it's really hard to silence that voice if you have a strong will right. and I have a strong will and you know, I, uh, yeah. So I, I hope to be on TV for the, the middle part and the latter part of my life has, uh, an actor or like cooking well, something acting, in the acting is some is, is, is a passion of mine. You know, I, I love to, I love cooking. Food was a really big part of my life. Um, you know, at some points I felt like it was the only thing I was really good at. And, um, you know, so I learned to love it in a way, you know, and I still, I love food, you know, and it's changed my life in so many different ways. Uh, I used to be over 300 pounds at one point in my life and food allowed me to learn, you know, what it takes to be healthy. Uh, if you understand food, you can, you can really do amazing things about it. Um, so yeah, I, I went from a, a fat back to a six pack. <laughs> now, how do you months. lose that amount of weight? At the same time, you're cooking, you're around food all the time. Sure. Well, discipline, discipline is huge. I mean, there was times and, and I'm back into getting in shape and I'm back into, you know, working on that six pack, but there was times where I would, I love chocolate. I love candy, man. I'm a, I'm a former fat kid, but once a fat kid, always a fat kid. That, that, that right. just don't go away. So, uh, I'll chew chocolate and I'll spit it out. <laughs> you know, if I'm, if I'm working hard, I'll be in the gym for two hours. I mean, I'll do yoga, uh, basketball. I'm a hockey player. You know, really? I, I played ice hockey in college, Johnson and Wales university. Um, so there's things that I want out of my life. And I think that there's, uh, there's ways of getting it and it doesn't have to be painful, right. <laughs> even though spitting out chocolate might be painful. Well, I mean, that's, uh, I know, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper told me, uh, we, I don't know, somehow we got talking about the ultimate warrior. Uh, oh, I'm another, a huge, that was, he was my favorite. Another, ulti- uh, yeah. you know, guy gone way too soon. He, he was, I mean, he was my favorite. I mean, <laughs> there was, I had heart surgery when I was a kid and, oh, uh, shit. yeah, I had a coartation of the aortic valve. I have a scar from my left nipple to the middle of my back. And well, uh, I'll take your word on that. Yeah, <laughs> you want to see my left nipple, don't I'm you? I'm good. No, I'm good. Oh, uh, inappropriate Earl doesn't want to see a left nipple. You're a liar. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll wait till this podcast is video. Uh, I want you to look right up there, though, and you see that framed. Uh, oh, it's uh, wow. a little homage to the Ultimate yeah. Warrior. Oh, that's neat. Um, but your Piper would tell me that. Oh, that's cool. I said, well, how did he maintain his amazing body? Uh, and he said he would crush 
chocolate chip cookies backstage into basically powder form he'd sniff them and then throw Throw them out so he would enjoy the smell without the i guess the guilt yeah it's it yeah it's a similar concept i mean i don't know if i want to breathe it in i mean i want to taste it (laughs) i'll spit it out before i inhale it but it's it's a similar it's the same thing i mean that's really awesome good it does take discipline and you see that guy oh my god he was he was probably back then. I mean, back then it was a little different. You know, today steroids are are not available to these athletes. Well, I but, think they are. Well, they are. <laughs> but come on, my fans aren't that dumb. I know they're not. I know they're not. But I have to be careful. With <laughs> oh, absolutely. You're 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 on TV. I see. That's one of the things about having no TV credits. I can. I'm an outlaw. You're an outlaw. But I mean, uh, it's still hard work. I mean, whether you do uh, steroids or not. Uh, of course it's hard work. And, uh, of course it's hard work. That's the only thing I don't like when people say, oh, it's just steroids. You don't look like the ultimate warrior. You don't look like current wrestling stars or football. You know, I mean, I'm a Steeler fan, as you know. Sure. And you look at the 70s uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they weren't just working hard. It was a little, little help. I mean, the Steel Curtain. Steel Curtain, uh, yeah, but the, uh, no, those guys were mean. I think you, I think it takes it, it's all about the inside. The outside doesn't mean as mean as much as the inside does. I mean, that will that what it takes to to be a champion is oh, it's uh, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's you amazing. look at uh, the current UFC women's star Holy who was shit, uh, Ronda Rousey named after uh, Rowdy Piper, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Uh, she asked him for permission. Wow. Uh, She's, uh, I think, completely natural, which is really impressive. Yeah. I'm, I mean, no, yeah. uh, no nothing. nothing. I don't think she's ever done steroids. Uh, and that's that's remarkable because, you know, I'm, I'm young and I'm... How old are you? I'm 26. Oh, I'm, damn. Enjoy it while, you, while you're there. Every moment. Every moment. I know when I ache, it's only because of my workout, not because I'm... Right. <laughs> and I'm 46, so, so you ache differently. Oh man, I'm a, I'm a wreck. You're good though, Earl. They can't see it, but I I can. Well, I've you know, never uh, had alcohol. I've never done a drug. Is that a fact? Yeah, you can't tell. So uh, you know, it, I think God people, bless for real. Yeah, nothing. Wow, uh, that's amazing. So I uh, I haven't. Uh, it's been three years, November, since I've had a drink. Oh, was, was it a uh, like a conscious? I'm not like. Were yeah. you in AA or I no. mean? I, well, I guess I shouldn't. No, you can ask. Alcoholics me. Anonymous. You don't want to say you're <laughs> in it on a podcast. It's anonymous, isn't it? Right. Uh, I feel like in the title would be giving. Yeah. Away. That, uh, <laughs> did you? Uh, were you just at a point where it's like I'm drinking too much? I just felt like there's more that I wanted out of life than a Friday night or Saturday night of you know quote-unquote bad decision making or a fun night or whatever it might be you know um plus working out is really it's grueling you know to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and want to go to the gym i mean you're hurting from the day before from working out i don't want to be hurting from alcohol or you know from impurities in my body and plus i just don't feel a need to it my personality as you could see on you know on the show it didn't need any additive no, 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 no. But that's I, I like... I need an additive. So I, I, purity is, is important to me. And, uh, you know, if I can live a, an eventful life being pure, then that's the way I want to live my life. But your personality is what got you on this show. Because, uh, and not that it's that, you know, I'm not saying this is the Tonight Show, but, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if I would have wanted anyone else on the show. Uh, and that's nothing against your sure. castmates, but it's... Sure, thank you, Earl. Like, as a... And I'm not, you know, sometimes my... Uh, uh, negative feedback on this show is I kiss the guest ass too much. It's but okay. 
you know, as a interviewer, I want people who are engaging, outgoing, uh, you know, provocative. I mean, Millie might be a good interview. Uh, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to get you to Millie. We'll have to. Does get, he, is he uh, local? He's not local. He's, is not, he? he's actually he actually lives five minutes from where I grew up. Now he moved it, down the street in in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, he was out here not too long ago. We actually had a really good time. Listen, on the show, attentions run high. But, you know, these people, I really enjoyed their company. You know, I really enjoyed being around these people. We were at the, um, the finale event in Atlantic City. And it was really awesome just to see everybody, you know, on a different level. Right. You know, because you're not trying to go for my throat and I don't want your throat. I want to just enjoy this moment with you. And I want to share this with you because we're alumni. You know, we're on, we're on the same team now. So this is something that we've experienced together and, you know, we can look at it differently now because when you're on the show, yeah, your head. <laughs> What's a lot of money involved? I mean, the oh, winner gets what? It's a, it's a quarter of a million. 250. Yeah. It's a quarter Plus, of a million. you're in charge of one of his restaurants. Oh, one of his restaurants. Yeah. Which one is right, by the way, right up the street, the London, uh, yep. which is uh, on Larrabee and uh, it's still around. I, I yeah. I'm almost positive. Right. I mean, I mean Gordon's around. Gor Gordon's everywhere. Gordon's going nowhere. I mean, he, I mean, he's going nowhere. Well, uh, he's going by everywhere. Nowhere, you mean everywhere. <laughs> right. By nowhere, I mean everywhere. I mean, he's got... Uh, I was in the theater the other night and, you know, I, I love going to movies. I'm a huge fan of the whole you gotta, industry. You gotta be careful industry. these days. Well, you do. Oh, of course you do. But, I mean, seriously. No, I know. I know. And it's sad. It's sad, you know, but... um. Just because there's evil out there doesn't mean that we can't stop living our lives too. That's why I think my faith is very important to me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. My prayers get you by. It really does. And you know, my faith has brought me to where I am today. And I, you know, I wouldn't be where I am without the grace of God. You know, like I said, I had heart surgery when I was a kid, and you know, I had a stent put in uh, a few years ago as well. And I was told that I wasn't going to really make it past a certain age, you know, without these different things. And, and not only that, but I was supposed to be this little kid. I was supposed to be, you know, about five feet, five, two, five, three, um, and not look right. You're a big guy. Yeah. I'm like six, three, 250 pounds, <laughs> but you look, so, you're put together. Well, oh, I mean, you. like, yeah. you know, you don't look 250 because you're so like you know in shape. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I, that's and that's why I think uh, it is important to me because my life was a gift, you know. And we're all, all of our lives are gifts. But if, you if appreciate you can, it more because so, of your. I think it's it's just it's more noticeable the appreciation to me, you know, because I can see the other side of it so quickly. It could turn in a second, you know, and I think that that is a. Uh, that that's really amazing thing to have, you know, that I went to the cardiologist not too long ago. I'm healthy. <laughs> I'm right. good to go, you know, but there's always that lingering of the thought of, uh, you know, we, we, we all could be unhealthy, but you know, we have to realize that too, so that we can enjoy our lives a little bit more, you know, to know that, yeah, there's darkness, but let's live in the light. Like let's enjoy our lives while we're oh, able for sure. to, you know, while we're capable of it. And I mean, I'm going to go see Straight Outta Compton tomorrow, but I'm going to go see it in Beverly Hills. I think that's important. I think that's the only way to do it. Are they showing it there? Well, I, well <laughs> they, uh, either that or I'm going to wait till it's on Netflix. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to the Mad... It's going to be an awesome movie. Uh, well, I mean... That's the thing. It's, it, that's a dreamer's movie. I mean, it's it's just destiny at certain points. I mean, that's, yeah. all, that's all life is. That's it, all it is, Earl. I agree. I mean, it, it's uh, it's my destiny to be a comic. Um, it's your and you were awesome the other night. I I, I thought I really enjoyed that. Well, really you know, 
I know it's hard. Thank you. I mean, I know it's hard. You know, you guys came to see famous comics. I think that night, Joe Rogan and uh, Mark Marin and, and and Joey Diaz and, and Joe, uh, Joey Diaz was. I mean, he's he's a he, that guy is so uh, he, he's such real. an amazing person. And um, you can tell. I mean, he's got a big heart. That guy's he's about as big as his heart is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's he's literally has a big heart. Um, yeah. But he's just like the night. I've just gotten to know him recently because uh, up at the comedy store. Uh, there, there was a last couple of years Rogan and Joey didn't go up there because of uh, a certain talent coordinator who uh, oh. kind of drove them out of the club. But then he got fired, and uh, so they came back. <laughs> and uh, Joey's just like, I tell you, if you don't know who Joey Diaz is, he's got a great podcast. He's a great comic, and uh, you know Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan. So. And he's out in New Jersey too. That's where I. That's where I grew up. Because I think he mentioned Cherry Hill. I grew up in Audubon, which is literally oh, okay. five minutes away. So, uh, yeah, so you grew up in, well, grew up in Philly, but. So uh, Philadelphia and where I'm from in New Jersey is literally a bridge. Right. A bridge separates. My dad grew up in Philadelphia. So that's why I'm, you know, diehard Eagles and all around. Uh, Big Michael Vick fan. <laughs> I don't know about it. I mean, I liked Michael Vick. I thought he fared well for the Eagles for those one or two seasons, but I'm a huge McNabb fan. I love Donovan McNabb. What yeah, he yeah. did for the Eagles organization and Andy Reid, you know, listen, people could talk all the crap they want, but that's, you know, that's, that's life talking crap, but oh, yeah, five like, NFC yeah. championships, taking us to a Super Bowl. My dad's seen some really awful teams in Philadelphia. And, you know, for me, I was spoiled. I was spoiled. And I feel like every season my team should be making the playoffs and they're not. And I'm. Oh, no. I mean, listen, I, uh, as a little kid, I grew up. In, with the Steelers in their prime, but as a teenager, I grew up with the '80s Steelers, which yeah, is not different. pretty. It wasn't well, the steel curtain. It wasn't Terry Bradshaw. It was Louis Lips, well, Walter Abercrombie, uh, <laughs> Bam Morris, Barry Foster, and uh, you know the Steelers could have drafted Dan Marino. Uh, yeah, in '83, but they didn't want to hurt Terry Bradshaw's feelings. So they said, "Yeah, well, isn't that crazy though? That that little sleight of hand changes the whole organization." There's a great thirty for thirty, which is oh, I love them. ESPN's thirty for thirty, yeah, are uh, amazing. Uh, very few. You don't uh, have to like sports to yeah. enjoy those. Like either. there's uh, there was one I'm watching right now on Marcus Dupree, who was like uh, I think the I forget the exact name of it, but it's something called the best that never was because. This guy was destined to be the greatest running back ever and just uh, various uh, personal problems sure. and injuries. He just ended up just being some dude. That's and, crazy. Uh, but That's the, the one about the 83 draft and the quarterbacks, the six quarterbacks taken in the first round. Before, Yeah, there was like five before Marino. Yeah, wasn't there? Uh, and the Steelers were uh, about to someone in him pick Marino and Chuck Noll was like, uh, I guess he said to Marino, you're going to be a great quarterback, maybe the best ever, but it's not going to be for us. That's cr I don't understand how that makes sense. Oh. <laughs> and they drafted a uh, defensive player, Rivera, Gabriel Rivera, who was like a typical Steeler, sure. like lunch pail and that's, God damn it. <laughs> Yeah. And the Eagles, I'm sure there's many stories that they, it's fascinating. Well, the big thing was Ricky Williams when they, uh, everybody wanted Ricky Williams, they booed McNabb, you know, and Ricky Williams, not that he wasn't a great running back, but he had his, you know, he loved his weed. Yeah. And, we, and he ended up playing in Canada too. I don't think too many people know about that. He also did, I think NFL Europe for a couple of seasons, but McNabb took the Eagles to where they needed to be to even be considered 
a good team. I mean, people have actually feared the Eagles. Oh, they were great. I mean, uh, I, I don't know why McNabb uh, never fully got over with the fan. You know, the Eagles, uh, Philadelphia fan base in general. It's is, rough. It's, I mean, listen, uh, I, I always say I, I get on the Eagles fans. I say, oh, I hate Eagles fans because I am one. Right. And I know I could be a real prick. <laughs> Sometimes I know from the show. You know, like, I got this I'm guy's a lover, a, not a fighter, unless I have to fight. Well, absolutely, well, no, I would hate to see you fighting. Uh, hugs, bear hugs, absolutely. A but I mean, the flyer or eagle fans are like when they cheered Michael Irvin getting uh, her hurt. Her, oh, they like, threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Uh, I think it was the Packers game that one year back in the the nineties. I, I mean, re- they're relentless. But you know what? I but they're passionate. They're passionate, and I mean, uh, you can see it. You can see it, and we've never. I don't even like saying it, but, you know, won a Super Bowl. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's so tough. We I celebrate mean, 1960 because that was <laughs> because we won a championship. I mean, it's so tough. You know, tough. your team needs to win a Super Bowl when you celebrate 1960. Oh, absolutely. It's like, you know, uh, I'm an L.A. King fan. and uh, Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's been a blessing over the last three, four, five years. But now... We took thanks, a lot of the Flyers, We too. did. Mike Richards. but Carter. Uh, I was a huge Carter oh, fan. Oh. Huge Richards fan. Gagne. I mean, that was... Wow, you know your hockey. I, well... I loved hockey. I was a huge hockey fan for a long time. I, like I said, I, I've been playing since I was four years old. It's such a great sport. You see on the show where I was uh, roller skating. Yeah, yeah. Time. Uh, that was cool. But, you know, it's funny that I, I don't want to turn this into a hockey talk show. But no, I, it's true. What, no, I place. do, but I don't. You do, uh, but you're not allowed? Or? No, I can. Listen, <laughs> it's your show. You do whatever the hell I'm, you want. Uh, well, I see. I'm on no network. So, like, when I was with Rowdy Roddy Piper with his podcast, we kept getting kicked off of uh, every network he was on. Because he would talk about things that, you know, maybe he wasn't allowed to. Oh, got it. And uh, restrictions. Had feuds with certain wrestlers who were like, well, uh, listen, you choose between him or me because they were on the same podcast network. Got it. uh, But that's one of the benefits of not being on a network. You can't get kicked off of one if you're not on one. Not a fan of politics. But I'll get into them one day. Well, I mean, well, there's a GOP debate tonight I'm looking forward to. See yeah, Donald well. Trump go nuts. Oh, my gosh. We're not going to talk about that, but I will be watching it. Oh, well, I mean, that's, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's funny to see where everything's going. Well, I mean, I think it uh, shows you how bad the Republican nominees are when Donald Trump is, uh, you know, the front runner by 10 points, you know. But uh, are you are you a very political person? I'm, I'm not. Uh, it's definitely something that I believe is in my future. Right. Um, I can see you running for office. I, I really, honestly, you know, all, all jokes aside, this is something that I am passionate about because I really feel like I have a perspective on things um, that are fresh and different and new. Uh, and I, I do want to change the world. <laughs> it's definitely something I want to do and something that I really feel like I'm capable of. However, I might do it. I want to do it. Now, which uh, w- w- which way do you lean politically? Are you like, you know, uh, would you say Republican, Democrat, in the middle, Libertarian? You know, I, I, uh, did you say vegetarian? Well, you, well yeah. Maybe <laughs> that, that could be the uh, new party. I'll make a new party. I'll call it the Carnivorians or something, you know, and just only meat eaters. No, well, that wouldn't work. Not probably get some votes. Probably would get a few. I want to win. <laughs> I mean, what, uh, like, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not really, I would have to do my, my research about it, you know, and, uh, really figure out, I guess, where I fit. But, um, you know, until then, I guess I'm just going to work on me and, and what I believe would make the world a better place, you know, and it starts small. It starts with each person, you know? Yeah. I have my, my goals and my dreams to change, you know, things for the best, but, uh, it definitely starts in the smallest, you know, the smallest area possible. And that's people. 
Right. You know, people, people are very important. And, you know, I, I wouldn't go on that show if I didn't love people, you know, because people are going to be watching you. People are going to be looking up to you or, and there was a lot of people who didn't like me for whatever reasons. On I the show. Yeah. And I understand that. But do you like, uh, like after the show, I want to get, just get back to Hell's Kitchen for a second here. Cause I'm such a fan of the show. Like, all right. The finale show, when you guys come back to help. Uh, yeah, I was on Megan's. You are Megan. Uh, do you really try and help them win, or I wanted nothing more than Megan to win after I I exited. And you guys had not issues, but I mean, she was a very strong-willed woman on the show. Yeah, like we never got into. I think one time, you know, we may have uh, had a light argument, but it was. It was nothing. It was just because it was like a brother and sister relationship. I mean, right. it was like, uh, it was really, really awesome. Anytime I felt like I need to be called out on my shit, she called me out and I listened because she was right. I could see it, you know, and uh, we were always really there for each other to talk to each other about different things. And not that we schemed together, but there was definitely, um, you know, she really, she really helped me in certain instances, right. which is really nice. And uh, so, yeah, I, I wanted nothing more than to... Help Megan win, of now, course. Do you think she was the best? Do you think she was the deserving uh, champion, or do you think you should have gone far? No, Megan. Megan, one hundred percent, was the best one on the show. And is that obvious? Like halfway through the competition, do you go? Uh, is there like okay, this person's pretty good, actually? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, day one, she hit. I mean, I'm not always impressed. Um, with food because it's been a part of my life for so long and I really enjoy it and I love it. And I feel like for me to be impressed with food, it has to be pretty damn good. And there was times where I was like, I don't know how Megan knew that, or I don't know how Megan put that together. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still surprised. So anytime I can be surprised in my craft, that, that says something to me. So, you know, definitely put off a buzzer in my head thinking, wow, this, right. this chick knows what she's doing. Now, the first episode when you guys make your, you know, you, uh, it's the very first episode you guys are on and you make the, the signature. What was your signature dish? I did a seared scallop because I was going in there. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go in there and show Chef Gordon that I know how to cook scallops. <laughs> I mean, you have to. You can't go in there thinking. So you had a plan. Oh, I had a plan. Yeah, I wanted to cook scallops for him. I wanted him to know that I needed to be reckoned with or I, you know, especially with the other contestants. I wanted them to know, hey, listen, you know, I'm not going to come in here and, you know, be unheard. I want I'm coming in to win or I'm coming in to make a, you know, an impression, an impression right off the bat. Sure. Yeah. Right away. And uh, as you could see on the show, I mean, I was I was more in awe of Gordon. Right. Like I was like, holy shit, like this is Gordon Ramsay. I mean, it, he casts a shadow. I mean, it's really awesome. His presence is felt. Oh yeah, he's a uh, he's a tall guy too. He's very he's he's tall and he's in great shape. I mean, good looking guy. Very I good mean, looking guy. Uh, you know, and and I respect him from the standpoint of you know, there's been a lot of cooking shows uh, out there that have not. You know, I know his his mentor had a show I think on NBC where the the selling point of the show is this is the guy who made Gordon Ramsay cry. I guess Marco Gordon Pierre was, White, right? Who's a God bless him, psycho. <laughs> I mean, but that show bombed. But, well, he... And, it, you know, I guess it's your approach, too. And it's your... Listen, Gordon Ramsay has one of the biggest hearts of any human being I've ever met. And that shines through. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> but that's the job. That's the industry. This industry makes you crazy. I want to... I'm going to light you on fire. I'm going to burn you. I'm going to cut you. I'm going to throw you in 115 degrees. And I'm going to tell you, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. 
I mean, shit, if I did that to you once, that would make you crazy. Do it every day, five days, six, seven days a week. You know, that's the life that, you know, we live and you would live as a chef. So it really, it's grueling. It's intense. And any, any slight personality difference that you have to start, it's only going to get added to. When's the pressure start? Like I imagine the first, uh, week, uh, it's, it's kind of fun. You know, Oh my God, I'm on this show on Fox. Gordon Ramsay is good looking girls in the house. When does it start to go? Okay. I'm competing for 250 grand. You know, I don't think it's ever about the money. It wasn't for me, at least. I never thought about the money once. That's not something that, you know, not that I have all this money. It's just, uh, I think that if you're going to do something, you do it for the right reasons, you know, and although, you know, money changes a life, it also doesn't have to, right? So I I never thought about the money, but I just thought more of pride. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go in here and I'm not going to let anybody take away something from me that I don't already have. And that was my fight, you know, my fight, my willpower, my power to do better and to, to never give up. So I don't think I was ever, I should say like took a step back. Right. I was always, you know, on the, on the forefront, ready to go <laughs> throwing punches, jabs, haymakers, whatever I could do. I never let up on the gas. I think I only, you know, pushed down on the gas when I felt like I really had to, And that was towards the end. Towards the end is when I really pushed on the gas because, you know, you're there for however long you're there. Um, There's no contact to the outside world. So no internet, no newspapers, nothing. Nothing. You're, you're, uh, you're there and you're there. You're, everything's there. Your mind, your body, your spirit, you know, so you're, you're in it. You're in it to win it. And if you're not, then it's, it's going to be seen. Are there some people there who uh, are maybe, and once again, I don't want to get you in trouble because, uh, you know, I know the Hell's Kitchen publicist was, was nice enough to let you come on the show. Uh, are, are, do you think there's some people who do the shows that maybe they're actors, they're not even cooks and say, I just uh, like a casting show almost for me. I'll get on, you know, for one, two weeks and, and get gigs out of it. No, or is I, everyone a, a pretty much a legitimate chef? I, um... The, the casting directors, whoever cast the show, does a really great job of weeding out those who should not be on the show. You know, they've been doing this, like I said, long enough to see bullshit and to see people who aren't deserving or who aren't the people that they want or need on the show. So, you know, I, um, I will say that everybody I saw on that show, yeah, they were in the industry, you right. know, myself included. You know, I've been doing this since I was 14. My first job was a cook. You know, I was uh, washing dishes and, you know, you, you aspire to do something greater when it's in you you know so um yeah I, I felt like the show was just something that i it just didn't shut up in my mind or my right. heart and my soul and i just felt like that was the next step for me and you know um being on tv was uh, it was it was amazing you know and to, to be able to, to speak to you and be able to speak to the, everybody, you know, who's listening. Well, Hopefully some people are still listening, right? Well, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, this, uh, you know, my goal is to get interesting guests and, uh, you know, I, I think people, I mean, reality shows are, are the biggest things going, you know, because it's, well, it's pure. That's the thing. It's not, it's not, it's, it's a hundred adulterated. It's okay. Your reaction is the truth. And that's what it is. You know, it's not scripted. And I think people love that. Um, you know, America, that's what we're about. You know, not, not a script. We're more about this nonsense in a way <laughs> at but, times, you know, because it, it feeds who we are. We can relate to it. I mean, I, I feel like I'm a relatable person and I feel like you are because you're a normal guy. Yeah. I mean, you're that like when I saw you on the show, I'm like, 
this guy's like someone I could go to a Kings Flyers game with and just like hang out. And, and Until you get to the King Flyers game, yeah, you're yeah, like, oh, oh this God. guy's a fucking this asshole. Guy's a, this, this guy's, guy's crazy. A dick. <laughs> get, get this guy off my fucking couch. Uh, uh, it's but, a nice couch, by the way. Uh, I like the, uh, what do you call them? Is it, you call them cul de sacs? Sectional. The the, uh, it's like a sectional, uh, you know, sectional. I, I, I always try and get people to come over. Like I've a lost group a, of people. I've lost a lot of guests because, uh, you know, they're like, oh, I'll do it on the phone you know and i'm like no i would love it if people can come over to my house and uh you know it's like a talk show basically yeah i mean we're talking it's how i try and set it up and uh you know uh it's got a very view like feel to it i think yeah i mean it's uh you, you know hopefully when uh barbara walters over here you know you don't know but get, get kelly osborne on the show so she can talk about uh you know mexicans cleaning up the toilets like she recently oh, said no she's crazy say kelly ripa i like kelly ripa other guys like Kelly Ripa, but no, no, Kelly Osborne, who's on the <laughs> recently on the View, saying you can't kick the Mexicans out of the country. Who's going to clean your toilets? Oh no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, it's That's, a big, it's a whole big. Oh thing right my now. gosh! But uh, you know, and I'm a big fan of her dad's. But uh, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand. That's certain things, you know? Well, I think I get the point of well, what she somebody, was saying. Well, we're all somebody else. Like, my, my family's Italian, you know, and Italians were not perceived to be who they are today, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I mean, this is, it's a, it's, it's a, <laughs> it's just, it's funny the way things are and the way things work. And it's very difficult in certain, in certain ways, you know? Well, there are stereotypes like with Italians and unfortunately for you guys, you know, in the seventies, you look at, uh, the, the Italian celebrities, uh, or at least people who were portraying Italian celebrities, uh, Stallone. My, he's my favorite. Oh, I mean, listen. Yeah. But I mean, you look at the character of Rocky, uh, he's basically portrayed as a simpleton, uh, you know. Uh, but here, my favorite, I mean, listen, you're talking to a you know, Philly boy, Philly fan. Oh, listen, I'm a huge <laughs> No, I'm sure Stallone you're, is the best. I'm sure, no, no, no. So I'm sure you're a big fan as well. But um, I mean, the story of that movie is, I don't think enough people really look at the story. And it's an underdog story, of course, but you know, it really, what an amazing movie. And he wrote it, he, he directed it, he did everything with it. I mean, he, that's his baby. Well, I, I mean, the great... And it just shows you dreams do come true. I mean, oh, yeah. he, is, I mean, he is Rocky. You know, in Philly, he can't go anywhere without being called Rocky. Of course. <laughs> they, mean, don't, they don't call him, they don't know his name, Sly. They don't know him as that. I mean, just... They think that Rocky plays in these movies. Like, oh, yeah, oh, he, oh it's Rocky in Expendables 3. Yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> he, 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 and Rambo. I mean, he has two oh, iconic yeah. characters. That cool? uh, that's, that's awesome. But just the story of that, you know, every studio passed on that movie. Every single one. And, and they, then and they they offered him, you know, no money for it. And oh, yeah. I've taken I seventy five grand. My dad, yeah, my dad was telling me the story actually probably a week ago. Well, it's just <laughs> such. And then and then won Academy Awards. He finds one studio, small studio, independent studio. Yeah. Says we'll make it, but you can't be in it. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm going to be the. St I don't know if he said the star, but I'm playing Rocky. And they're like, all right, well, if you want to play it, we're going to offer you less, like, literally seventy percent less than what we're offering yep. you, which was a shitty offer in the first yep. place. And he did it, and that's uh, amazing. I mean, literally the the Rocky franchise. Uh, six made, six like, movies. I think one uh, more is coming. It, well, now you've got one with uh, called Creed. 
which oh, is about right. Apollo's yep. son. Yep. Which I think they should have done a movie about Polly's son. Oh, Polly's son. See where he ended up. <laughs> Probably somewhere in prison. And uh, I've got a hot Isn't that, line. It was called uh, Prison Break, I think it was. Oh, Prison Break. It well, by the way, Prison Break, this is breaking news. Inappropriate <laughs> Earl Joshua Travato. Uh Prison Break is coming back on Fox for a 10 episode special series run and I there's very few shows I'm obsessed with from the past all in the family prison break uh, on Fox which came on after Hell's Kitchen or before there was a great tag team uh prison break was uh it was literally breaking well (laughs) breaking news on prison I mean it was such you know, I always liken that show to Rocky. Like, if Stallone stopped at the first Rocky and just never did another film, it would be like, this guy's the greatest director of all time. That's the greatest movie of all time. But, you know, he, he kind of went a little deep with the series. He went deep. Uh, but two and three. Two and, I love actually more than four. one. Yeah, two. And because two is like, oh, shit, you're like, you're on your feet. You're screaming. Like, I watch these movies. I think I've seen each one maybe 74 times each. Oh, yeah. And I'm on my feet crying in every one, except for five. Five with uh, Tommy Morrison, who died of AIDS. Which Uh, is, he he had it during the movie, too, which was uh, undisclosed during during the time. Poor Tommy Morrison. Great fighter. Great fighter. uh, I miss heavyweight boxing. But we're going to get into that then, because... I miss uh, it. And if I didn't have the heart surgery, I'm not going to lie to you, I would be... I would be fighting. You have a great build for a heavyweight boxer. I would totally do it. My mom would kill me. But so now you're 26. I'm 20 years older than I you. I do want to fight one amateur fight in my life, though. I wouldn't do that. It's, I know. It's a, ter- it's a terrible idea. I'll set you up with Joe Goose, and he's the top trainer out here. Deal. 10 Goose Boxing. I've, but I would, I've always wanted to. I mean, it's... I, wouldn't, I mean, listen, I, I would train for it, and it wouldn't last very long. Well, I hope you wouldn't do what James <laughs> James Tony did when he went into the UFC for one fight and clearly did not train MMA. And oh, no, no, no. Oh, I've taken jiu-jitsu. I mean, have I've, you really? Yeah, I've... I've I've uh, I've taken some classes and you know I've, my dad, you know, trained me boxing and you know I've I've learned a lot. I mean I, I work out in the gym, so I've been going two days or you know twice a day lately. So twenty six years old. Who did you grow up watching boxing? Tyson. Yeah, Tyson Holyfield. You know, and that was I was still a little young for that. Right. But you know, I mean, they have the the classics, ESPN classics. So I grew up watching everybody. You grew up watching. Oh, you know. So I mean, if if there's one thing about being older uh, than a lot of people, Muhammad it, Ali. <laughs> I mean, I am so lucky that I grew up watching a prime Muhammad Ali. Uh, and, and you know, people forget, you know, you look at the, the prime guys when he was fighting, you had a prime Joe Frazier, yeah. a prime George Foreman, uh, you know, a prime Ali. And then you had the second tier guys who were in any other era would have been, uh, champions like Ernie Shavers, uh, Jimmy Young, uh, uh you know, Leon Spanks, sure. uh, you know, even the guy that Rocky was based off of, Chuck Webner. Uh, you know, I think the story goes Stallone was bummed out, was going nowhere at the time, and he turns on the TV and sees this guy, Chuck Webner, going the distance with Ali. And yeah. that was the... The premise. The premise for Rocky. Sure. And Apollo Creed was, uh, you know, originally supposed to be played by... Another great boxer from the seventies, Ken Norton. Wow! And uh, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. And uh, 
And then in the 80s, of course, uh, Larry Holmes. Uh, yeah, Larry Holmes. You know, Larry Holmes, I feel Larry Holmes is kind of like the Klitschko brothers now. Yeah, they needed to fight each other. I know they, they won't. They'll ne they never will. But there's but no one like, like Larry Holmes doesn't get the credit for being a great fighter because there was really no one for him to fight. No. So he, but he beat, you know, he, he's known for. You know who I really liked, though? Uh, Hopkins. Oh, Bernard, Bernard Hopkins. Hopkins. Oh, I, I mean. And I really even liked his 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 later fights when he fought uh, Roy Roy Jones. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's he, he lost a few good years, you know. I mean the eighties. I mean Sugar Ray Leonard, Prime, Sugar, uh, yeah. Marvin Hagler, well, Thomas, right? Del yeah, he was the late eighties, early nineties. But he I tried mean, to fight probably about seven years ago too, didn't he? Didn't he just? Yeah, I mean, well, these guys don't know when to it's quit. Their life. I mean, it's uh, in their mind. Their minds are much stronger than their bodies, and they well, they want to do what they. You know, What's tough? I mean, I think... It is tough. Uh, Look at these football players. Yeah, you don't... Uh, it's your life. You can't give up the... It's, it's hard to... You see it happen a lot in MMA where these older fighters... Uh, oh, Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. Shamrock. Was, oh, my God. Uh, the, the, you know, he's 51 years old. He's, he should not be fighting anymore. Um, and now Fedor, <laughs> my favorite's coming back, and I don't want to see him come back. Who's your favorite? Uh, uh, this Russian uh, heavyweight, uh, Fedor Emelianenko. Oh, okay. Got it. He went undefeated for 10 years. You know my favorite? Who? And this, I don't know, this is, might be a generational thing, but Brock Lesnar is oh, my he's, absolute he's, uh, favorite. You won't. I watched everyone religiously, every single one. With that, that he was fighting, and I mean, I just—I mean, he, I think he's awesome. He gets I mean, a lot of uh, brass knuckles, sword right in the middle of your chest. Tattooed. But it looks like a dick. You know, I don't think that matters because you're not going to uh, tell him, right? I'm not going <laughs> to. Hey, that's I a mean, great you're tattoo. Not say, I love it. Love that um, dick hey, tattoo. Can I get one? But uh, he gets a lot of shit because you know the pro the pro wrestling background. But yeah, he because, might have, you know, the greatest fight card of anybody because. Outside of the first guy he fought in Japan. Uh, oh, I, and they're mean. Pride. Pride is amazing back in Japan. I mean, but I think they gave him a, like a, not a gimme fight, but sure. they had him go to Japan. All right, just fight this guy. And, and But outside of that, he fought nothing but champions. No, because he, he had to because everybody was thought he was a, you know, he's a moneymaker. Well, know? yeah, I mean, Randy those... Couture, Frank Mir twice, Carwin, uh, Velasquez. Vela uh, that was a good one. Overeem, who was a big pride. Uh, you know, he... he you know, I know we talked about steroids uh, earlier in the show, but, you know, Overeem fought Chuck Liddell in 2003 and Pride. When Chuck he... was crazy, man. I love him. Oh, yeah, Chuck. But that's a guy who probably maybe fought one or two times too many. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and Fedor coming back now, it's like, geez, I don't... This guy got killed his last three fights in America. I, I don't want to see that. You what know. else are you gonna do? Well, who am I to sit there? No, and no, tell no. I mean, I mean, you know, you love, you love it. That's all. I mean, basically, it's it's like dying, not doing it for these it, people. It's like if you told me, Earl, I don't, I don't think you should do comedy anymore. I, I don't. These young, the young kids are just more right for the business than you are. If I said, Josh, I don't think you should cook anymore. It's like who? I mean, but you know, it has you know, you're fans of people. I'm fans of people. I, I don't sure. want to see them get hurt. You don't you know? want to see them get hurt, but you also, I don't know. I I feel like there's got to be that. You don't want to see anybody get hurt but i also i i really like seeing people just go for what they believe in oh yeah I you mean, know and as even when you shouldn't <laughs> even when you shouldn't i mean unless the doctor's like hey man don't go in there but if the doc says hey you look good go in there throw throw you got three minutes <laughs> you got three minutes and you're in trouble 
Yeah, I mean, you know, like on the Rousey card last Saturday from Brazil, they had uh, Shogun Hua against uh, oh, Nogueira. Yeah. And uh, it's like... Five, seven years ago, that was a great fight, though. Yeah, but... That was probably know, the, one of the best fights. 2015, and Nogueira just like... I know. He's 39, he looks 139. I and, know. But, but was, I love the fight. Mean. It was a great fight. Yeah. But I'm like sitting there in the middle going, and we're at the comedy uh, store and uh, talking about the fight after. And it's like, Jesus Christ. I, I was mean, a big Henderson fan, too. Oh, there's another guy who's fighting uh, Vitor Belfort. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that shouldn't, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's happening. Be, uh, that had been a great fight five years yeah, ago. Yeah, in November. And, uh, you know, yeah. Belfort's. Ortiz, uh, another guy. Or I don't want to see him fight anymore. No. Uh, but like I said, they they really believe that that's all they have. Well, in some cases, but you it is. Out there, like it's not like I I could stop cooking for, as a profession and go cook. I can't stop fighting and then go beat somebody up. Well, yeah, you know? I mean, like uh, that's it's not really transferable to an everyday life. If you're used to beating the shit out of people every day and then you can't, well, it's just like <laughs> you know, in Fedor's case. Uh, you know, he had an interesting training system in Russia where he just you know, kind of train with his buddies and it was good enough to, you know, beat the top guys. I mean, he beat all the top guys, but now the, the training is so advanced. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's intense. You, you know, you just can't be good at one thing. You have to be everything. great at everything. And everything. like, I, you know, now when he comes back and he fights a guy like, I don't know. I mean, uh, some of these new heavyweights that are just, it's just, I don't want to see him get... You see a heavyweight that knows Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. And, yeah. You know, it's it's literally... I mean, the ground attack is very... It's prominent, right? I mean, you... Yeah, yeah you can throw these punches, you know, at 240 pounds. But if you can get me on the ground and, you know, make me tap out because you're going to break my arm or put me in a guillotine, pop my head off, you know, these these guys are... They're nimble. Oh, the, uh, the heavyweight champ right now, Fabricio Verdum, is... Uh, He's 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 good at everything. I mean, uh, <laughs> you have to be because it's your life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're probably going in there against Brock Lesnar or yeah. uh, Alistair Overeem or Overeem. Cain Velasquez or Junior Dos Santos. Uh, it's like you can't just be a brawler. No, and and that's where um, the um, I got his name's. Tell me who you're thinking of. I'll I get think, the name. I think you already got the name. No, uh, he was the Street Fighter. Tank Abbott. No, Street Fighter. He Kimbo was like, Slice. Yes, Kimbo Slice. That's kind of where he didn't fare so well. Well, yeah. I mean, he's fighting he's a guys. Badass, bad dude. Oh, man. I, I would kick my ass. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't attempt it. I wouldn't. But I mean, he. It's uh, technical. That's the thing. It's an art. I mean, it's literally an art. Well, in Kimbo's case, you know, it's a different. Uh, story you know when you're fighting guys in a boatyard you, you know <laughs> Did you literally ever watch videos? yeah his eye out it's got me uh, pop your eye out kid well i like the one fight he uh, he lost to officer gagnon yes yes i remember that fight they were downstairs they were downstairs in like a some weird like a parking structure yeah. and uh gagnon had no none of his friends there none he was alone so it was like kimbo's posse i remember that one and they would restart the fight every time Gagnon and I. I might be. I'm watched so many hockey games in French. I'm, you're, you're adding I, it, yeah. But it I don't know nice. if it's Gagnon or Gagnon. 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 I think. Gagnon. You can't say Gagne. They. Uh, 
they would every time this guy would get an upper hand on Kimbo, Kimbo's posse would step in and go, "You're choking him." We agreed there was no choking. It was like it's a street fight. What? what <laughs> oh, you, I always forget the rules in street fighting. Well, they stopped Dugan. the one time. <laughs> When the guy stepped on Kimbo's foot and Kimbo like fell to the ground, it's like, you stepped on his foot. Like they were doing everything to get Kimbo to win. And he still lost. He still lost. And there's a fascinating uh, documentary on uh, Netflix now uh, called Dog Dog Pound. I think it's called Dog Pound uh, or Dog Fight or Dog, dog Pound dog fight? by Billy Corbin, who is more known for his documentary, probably the greatest documentary I've, in existence, Cocaine Cowboys. Um, it. It, dog Pound, I'm pretty sure it's Dog Pound or Dog Fight, apologies to Mr. Corbin, where it's about uh, underground MMA fighting in Florida. Wow. Done by uh, this guy named Dada 5000. Oh, Dada. Who used to work security for Kimbo. So, Dada uh, 5000. I didn't know there was 4,999 others. That, well, apparently, uh, Dada 5000 was the successful guy. <laughs> Took 4,999 attempts. Oh, there's a Dada. A I have Dada. a very good Dada. I love my Dada. Yeah, I love my Ralph, Dada too. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'm a big MMA fan. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, I'm just glad that I'm not allowed to do it because I would. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you've got a great build for it. You kind of remind know, me. I'm of, crazy. You have to be crazy to do it. Come on. Well, I, yeah. I mean, you don't go in the Hell's Kitchen ring <laughs> if you're not crazy. It's no. the same concept. You or know? Master Chef. Or no, the, I mean, any of these. And Master Chef and Master Chef Junior is amazing. I mean, these I, I don't like that show, to be honest. You don't like you. it? Uh, because I think it's. Uh, Let's hear it. And, and no, no, I know. <laughs> I, I know you are. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I just I, I, I don't like any show with kids on it because I just think it's. You feel it, uncomfortable, Earl? Well, it's, <laughs> it's tough enough being a kid in this society, and now the pressure of ha having to please Gordon Ramsay. No, and I, I understand that because, you know, I was, like I said, I was a short, fat kid. I mean, I, when I was 11 years old, I, I weigh what I do now, believe it or not. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I think at 13, I was 250 pounds. At 11, I was 230 pounds. And the kids... I was I rollable. Mean, yeah, it was, it was hard. It was actually really hard. But you know what? You don't know why these kids are making funny. I mean, you do. Yeah, I was fat. It's easy to point that out. But, you know, every with every tease, there's something that's an undertone. These kids are, you know, having issues of their own. And that's what I, I think is so important about changing everything and changing the way the world kind of works. Because the kids that are the bullies are the ones with the biggest problems. You know, right. there's a reason nobody taught them. I mean, anytime I was out of line, my dad would kick my ass. <laughs> I mean, right. I'd have to go home and I'd get slapped. And, you know, listen, I have a great relationship with my dad. I love him very much. And I would be a very different person if that didn't happen. I learned discipline and discipline is very important. And a lot of kids don't have it. And I'm not saying go hit your kids. Don't go hit right. your kids. But you know, it's just the way I learned. And that's kind of how I learned. I learned the hard way, as you can see. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, yeah, but is that, do you think because your dad was so tough on you that you gravitated toward a guy like Gordon Ramsay, who's uh, someone, uh, you know, I mean, if you're just a fan of the show watching it, you go, God, this guy's almost borderline abusive, uh, verbally abusive. Sure. Yeah, 100%, you know, because I, I do understand that. That's how I learned, you know, so... Gordon, you know, it's coming out. You donkey. Oh, fuck off. But to me, it's like, hey, Josh, you should try it this way. See, I would like that approach. <laughs> you know? Other than Gordon Ramsay going, the green burgers kill people. Come on, big boy. You baboon. What are you doing? So I, I, uh, but I, I, I understood him. 
and I related to him. So for me, it wasn't an intimidation. It was a respect. Well, hopefully the casting person and the uh, upper uh, executives of Hell's Kitchen are listening to this episode. And maybe when you tweet it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they will go, oh, uh, what's this show? I would personally like to request that you bring Jean-Philippe back as the uh, Mater D. Have you met Marino? I'm sure he's a great guy. <laughs> and you I know for television purposes? Well, I, I have my, you know. There was James as well. Uh, oh, Chef James. No, there was uh, James, the Mater D. Uh, Marino, great guy, but sure. I'm, he's I'm in, you know he's in LA. I, I would like to get him on the show. Yeah, I, I'm sure you could. we'll make it happen. But I'm a Jean Philippe guy. I could hear you. Just because he's to me, he was just him and Chef Ramsay had a great vibe, uh, <laughs> or lack thereof. Really, but that's what <laughs> I mean. I and I know that the uh, like I liked the uh, who, who's the sous chef now, the taller, bald James. James, James? he's a great guy, yeah. but there was a guy before oh, him, oh Scott, who was kind of like was a little more aggressive Scott. than Scott. Oh, uh, more aggressive, like a little like I remember one episode, this uh, contestant kind of was like uh, mouthed off to him. And he would give me shit. Chef James was awesome to me. I mean, he really he coached me a lot. He really gave me you know some really good words of wisdom and some. Chef Ann, was it Ann? Andy. Andy. Sorry, I love Chef Andy. Like, of all the girls in that show, you know, know, they'd ask you, "Oh, do you think anybody's good looking?" No, Chef Andy was stunning. (laughs) Now, what are their roles? Because they're not. uh, They're they're somewhat featured on the show, but they're in the background a lot. Like during the uh, the team challenges, are they like? Uh, guiding you or do they not say anything and just I they, yeah I would say their guidance for sure so like I mean, if they see who you, you ma- are really as a right. person and who you are in the in the show and what you're doing and really you know if you're well why are you there <laughs> it depends right. on the person but I really believe that they're there to help us 100% I mean they're the sous chef but like if him. they see you uh, struggling struggling are they like supposed to say hey uh you know, uh, maybe try it this way. Or are they supposed to kind of like fall on your own and then we'll tell you what to do? Are you not allowed to say this? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm allowed to say at certain points, but okay. But no, 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 the, the, the truth is, is I don't know, you know, because there's things that you're going to ask me that I actually have no idea. Um, but I'm I, don't, just, I don't know if I'm allowed to not know. No, no, I got you. <laughs> you no, know? no, I'm not. I'm, uh, but, uh, you know, cause it is a show and, um, for us, it's, everything's very real. Everything's very, very real for us. So if, if they come up to help us or to, to give us, you know, hey, listen, take that off. Right. You know, I'm thinking, oh, shit, let me take this off, you know. But if, if they don't, you know, and it really depends on the situation, I guess, you know, where, where Gordon's at, what's going on, you know, okay, how close are we to dinner service? How well am I doing tonight? Right. And is this the only thing that I need to worry about right now? Do I need to take this off? Or, hey, listen, do I have, did I forget something in the oven? Or, you know, because, holy shit, man, there's, there's a it's thousand a things going on at once. You know, I, I think my last... Um, my black jacket episode, my last night there, um, I had my oven going on. I had six burners. I had the oven under Megan. I had the oven across the the, the kitchen and literally, I mean, I didn't hear anything. Anybody said the whole night. All I knew was times. I knew I had six minutes on this Wellington. I know I had three minutes on this chicken, two minutes on that lamb. I have seven lamb going all day. I have 18 Wellington. And, and that's the only thing I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking about, you know, T or Millie or I'm not even really thinking about Chef Ramsey. Right. You know, but there was times I was so in the zone and he goes, who's making those noises? <laughs> you know? Oh, right. Because I, I, I can't think about anything other than what I'm really 
you know, working with and, but it gets, it gets heated. It gets crazy, but it's, it's fun. And to look back and to watch it, you know, like in a living room, you're like, Whoo, holy shit. I get to watch it now. I get to relax and watch it. And right. Cause when you're there, man, you're not, not that you're not enjoying it, but you're not. Well, I mean, it's, uh, I'm sure it's a good football player. They don't necessarily enjoy uh, the game when they're playing it. Cause it's hard work. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the next day they go, oh, that's a great catch. Or, you yeah, know, of course. And you, you can definitely feel accomplished and, and, and feel good about what you're doing. Because it is. It, it's, it's a sport. I think that's the way I kind of tackled it. Right. I tackled it as a sport, a competition. You know, every, every challenge, because I love the challenges, because I'm an athlete and I love doing different things. And I looked at everything as a, as a, as a sport. What was your favorite challenge? I really loved the, the football the football one. Right. You, you catch, catch the footballs. menu. Right. Yeah. You catch the ingredient and then you run over and I had a little, um, I had a way of doing it. Like I'd catch two or three balls and I'd put them down at the one yard line and then I'd go back just so right. I could take my ball, you know? So there was kind of different things that I had strategies and ways of going about it. And, but, uh, I guess my favorite part about that day was when I told Millie that we're using my dish. Right. <laughs> I mean, there was just, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, but what was your least favorite challenge? My least favorite challenge? My least favorite challenge. You know, I kind of, I really enjoyed them all. I really did. Wow. I mean, even, I mean, it's a challenge, right? And I enjoy challenges. I mean, shit, <laughs> with what I'm working with, with what I've been working with, it's been a challenge. How about this? What was your uh, the, the, favorite reward? Yeah, well, let's just say my my favorite punishment or my, my worst punishment right the dumpster oh where you have to oh my uh, gosh we had to go in the dumpster i was in the dumpster at one point and i kind of that's kind of when i started to go i was like oh man right. like it got to me it was hot out and i'm from jersey and you know i lived in new york city the last four years and in november in new york city it's not 90 degrees and i'm usually not in a dumpster you know, not always. Right. <laughs> so it was, you know, that shit got to me. And that's kind of when I started to, you know, lose it. What but, was your favorite reward? Like getting oh, to Catalina eat? Island. Right. Avalon. Is that, is that right? A Avalon and Catalina Island. I mean, that was amazing. It was beautiful. And I'd never been before. And, you know, that's not something I really um, thought that was going to happen. And, uh, I mean, every reward was awesome. You know, Gordon Ramsay sitting down with Gordon Ramsay just to pick his brain. Yeah. Just, just watching, I mean, just watching him and, you know, you grow up watching these people on television, right. you know, you, you look up to them, um, you appreciate their hard work and you appreciate everything that they've done. And, you know, it's really awesome to put that TV persona in a seat next to you. Right. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And that's kind of what I want to do with my life too. You know, I, I want the next Josh Travato right. sitting next to me oh, you know, sure, and sure. say, Hey, listen, you know, I did this because of you and you know, cause I thought that I could <laughs> now with like, you know, life after hell's kitchen, like, you know, you, you get eliminated or even if you win, you know, like Megan, do, do you like, what's it like, like that week after, do you get phone calls from uh, restaurants or, or uh, cooking type of other cooking shows say, Hey, we, we want to hire you or, or like, does the phone ring off the hook or is there like, uh, how so does that work like after the, after the show? Well, after like after airs, the show airs, after the I guess. Airs? Yeah. Um, so basically it's been, um, I've kept a, little, a lot of things at bay. You know, I've kept in my little box in LA, <laughs> you know, I moved from New York city, uh, August. I've been here a year right. last week, which is awesome. I love it here. And I'm happy here. You know, I knew that Hollywood is a place that I want to be. You know, I, I, each year of my life, 
I see an increase in ambition and, um, you know, I can't put that at silence. I can't silence that. And I, each year I want to do more and more. And, you know, so I'm here, I'm here to do big things. And, you know, so I guess, um, you know, yeah, I've had, um, some chef calls and some calls about different restaurants and other opportunities. And, you know, but the, the big picture for me is to, you know, be on television right. for, you know, the rest of my days, you know, and not necessarily a like in the cooking, if it, uh, if it happens where, you know, Bob Tushman calls me up and says, Hey, listen, you know, the food network wants you for a show. I'm not going to, you know, I'm right. going to weigh my options and see where God wants me to be and see what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, also if, uh, Stallone says, Hey, listen, we're putting another Rocky in. <laughs> you, that probably will happen. <laughs> we got Rocky eight. You want to, you want to do it? Of course. You know, I mean, yeah, I'll just train my mind just like my body. And that's it. You know, life is about development and I believe I can do anything. It just takes that, that willpower and that little bit of oomph that I need. Would you go on top chef? No. Are you allowed to? Like, is there, and I, once again, I don't want to get you in trouble. After after a certain time, you know, whatever it is, whatever, uh, you know, that, that looks like, yeah. Um, Can you go on master chef? Or do they not try not to use... I don't use... think you're allowed to... I don't think that there's that cross-contamination. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't think... Because I think that the whole purpose of MasterChef is for home cooks. Okay. Um, maybe MasterChef Junior. Well, I think you're a little big for that. <laughs> I could be, yeah. But I would also like to go back as a host, you know? I mean, if Gordon wants to bring me on to... Or Fox wants to bring me on, because Fox is amazing. And they've really done a great job of everything you know i mean i i can watch the show with my parents and be happy with what i've I've done you know and i have a lot of thanks for fox and for gordon and i think it's amazing just to be able to watch myself and be happy (laughs) you know feel good about it you know because it doesn't really happen i guess for everybody um like do you think is there uh are you conscious of like this is going to be seen by million literally millions of people uh, like, do you try and like uh, act better than you normally would? Uh, like, you know, like last night sure. on Big Brother, just to give you a while, you know, there's a showman's going on on that particular show. And then uh, the, the guy's girl is about to get kicked off. So he starts flirting with another house guest. Yeah, well, you're saying, do you play a game? I mean, do you, <laughs> are, are you, how aware of you are? Sure. The cameras uh, are on. Cameras are on. Millions of people are going to see this. I, I can't be a dick to this person, even though if they weren't the cameras were not around, I would be. Well, I think that it just brings out the best version of you, right. the cameras, you know? So I want to be at my best um, for myself, right? For my mom, for my dad, and for everybody who's looking up to me to do what I've come to do, you know? So whatever my best version looks like is what I want to be. Now, there's times where I didn't give a shit what camera was where because somebody just insulted me (laughs) like Cameron at one point, but you know, that, that makes for great television too. You know, like with Cameron, he insulted me at, at, to me, you know, trying to get in my way, turning on the oven. And I basically told him I was going to, you know, break my foot off in his ass, you know? Now for me, that's, that's how I can be. If I feel, you know, like somebody's stepping on my toes or if I feel disrespected, but I try to handle my myself even outside. You know, if you step on my feet, I'm not going to fight you. <laughs> I'm right. not going to, you know, I have to conduct myself a certain way because that's the way I'm supposed to be. I want to be the best version of myself. Uh, am I capable of being a prick? Of course. I think we all are. I, I could be better at it than others, but right. you know, I just, um, that's not what I want 
to be seen as because that's not who I am all the time. Of course you know, so. so I guess 95% of the time is the person I want you to see. Whoever right. I am 95% of the time, that's the kind of the person I want to be, you know? Like when they... So 5%, yeah, I might be a prick. <laughs> well, like that 5% is that when like when they tell you go upstairs, pick two people to get eliminated or to uh, put up on the uh, the block and, and you guys pick each other apart. Like, well, you know, Josh, you messed up on the meat station tonight. Uh, you know, well, Millie, you messed up on the the uh, hors d'oeuvres. Uh, I mean, do you, is that when you kind of have to be a little more prickish? No, I think I was being nice. <laughs> I mean, like me and Nick, we got into it at a certain point where I. It was I, Nick the gay, gay gentleman. Who yes. Was, okay. Yes, and uh, me and Nick got into it, but you know, my listen, I don't care what anybody's sexual preference. Oh yeah, is. whatever. Um, you know, my my attack on him was that he was under the radar the whole time, right? And that I felt like you know he wasn't tried. Uh, and didn't have to persevere the way I felt like I had to. So yeah, I I, I felt anger towards him, and I showed it. <laughs> I remember. So, you know, I have, you know, I, um, I respect everyone for what they believe and who they are and I have no qualms about it. It's just that, you know, if I feel like somebody is saying that they're a chef and they're not, well then you don't have the balls to be a chef. You know, that's, and that's right. the way I, and Megan had some big balls. Megan, Megan had very large testicles at certain points. Uh, well, I, I mean, mean, uh, she, she, you know, she blew a lot of the guy's out of the water every chance she got. I think her and Millie went head to head like two or three times and she she had his number. I mean, no, she, she was, was uh, she's tough, man. I would she's eat awesome. a meal for her. God bless her. She's doing great. She's in Atlantic City. Uh, if, she, if she's ever out here, we have to get her on the show. Oh, sure. I would love to. Uh, now, yeah. do you keep in touch like with like, uh, you know, most of your contestants or is it just... You know, I don't, I guess, as much as um, I'd like. Right. You know, I guess we're all, you know... You're all doing your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, if I see something, you know, on the social media page and I see, you know, Nick just uh, started a new job, you know, great, congratulations, you know. So, yeah, I I think it's important to be each other's fans, you know, because we're all in it together in a way, too. We're all on the same show. It doesn't matter where anybody finished. We were all in that season together, you know, and um, I keep in touch with Megan the most, though. Yeah, I just... Me and Megan, we hit it off. We had a really great relationship, great friendship. And uh, I liked the fact that she was, you know, relentless. Oh, that's why she won. I mean, yeah, you have to be. You can't go on that show, you know, and, and be easy about things. You got to go in there and you got to, you know, do your job, tear it up. And, you know, you're, you're going to leave some people behind. You're right. going to leave some, some frenemies. That's, <laughs> that's all good. I mean, it's, uh, you it know. Is. So this is the part of the show where uh, we say, what's next for Josh? What's next for Josh Travato? You know, I, um, I'm excited about what's next. So I'm looking into getting an agent. I'm looking for representation. That, but being on Hell's Kitchen, that, that must help. Yeah, yeah it, it, it definitely, I believe, does. You know, and uh, Hell's Kitchen was, was awesome. And, you know, I, I want to do commercials. And I think commercials would be a really cool transition, you know, and still represent Hell's Kitchen the way I really right. want to, you know, because I also want to show the world that, you know, Hell's Kitchen can really produce some really awesome things, right. you know, because it does. It gives it great opportunities. And without Hell's Kitchen, we don't, we're not having this conversation. I'm not in Hollywood. and yeah. You know, so yeah, I, but I want to see how far we can do this together, you know, with Hell's Kitchen having my back. And but yeah, I mean, commercials. I, I would I would really think that that's kind of the, the next transition. 
I can see you in like a football commercial, like cooking. Maybe there is a uh, uh, like a tailgate scene for Bud Light or, or, or whatever, and, and you're cooking the weenies. And, I'll, I'll cook uh, some weenies on the grill. I bet. I'll have Gordon come up, smash the grill, yeah. and then we'll have uh, you McNabb throw me a pass. Whatever. Yeah. I'm in. I mean, listen, there's worse ideas that go to series on TV. Oh, yeah, there are. There's a lot. I'm not going to mention it, but well, I will. <laughs> you can. I mean, there are some uh, shows that I, I don't want to get you in trouble. First of all, I'm a big fan of Fox because. Oh, me too. You know, just they've changed my life. They've made my life. Yeah, I, mean, I <laughs> they really you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for no, Fox. My name, my my name is is what it is because they've allowed it, and that's amazing. And uh, you know, I want uh, this. Show. And I would love to continue working for Fox. I mean, that's not something that I don't want to do. I mean, if Fox has an opportunity for me, like you know, the new boy. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I mean, never say never in this business. Why not? I would love my own talk show. I could talk. Yeah, talk but, together. but you're a perfect podcast guest because you talk a lot. Oh, I I don't shut up. But that's what you want. <laughs> I mean, like, has a, a interviewer. Uh, I don't want to talk a lot. Sure. Because people who listen to this already know me. Yeah. But, and, uh, you know, so I, and I'm lucky in that regard. I, I've had maybe one guest who was a tough interview uh, because they didn't really want to talk about their previous accomplishments. Really? So it was just like, well, why do you think you're on the show? Yeah. I mean, I am who I am because of who I was and who I'm going to be because of who I was. <laughs> so, but I would imagine some reality. Uh, I get it. I hear you. You know, like I'm sure there's some Hell's Kitchen contestants who are like, oh, I don't want to talk about the show. Well, why do you think you're here? And I, and I agree with, you know, because what I hope to be is a superhero. That's my ultimate goal. I want to be a superhero. Right. You know, and, uh, but I don't, I don't have that chance without Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. I mean, not at all. Not for a second. You know, you can't ever forget where you came from, especially if you want to go to these peaks, you know, you have to remember the valleys because, you know, what I've gone through in my life is, has been amazing. And it's, it's literally it's been hard, but with each punch, with, with each knockdown, I've had to get up and I've gotten up stronger, bigger, badder, faster, and a little bit crazier than I was before. So it's literally made me exactly who I am. So, well, you have to do it because if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it for you. No, they're not. And because there's too many of us, th there's too many cooks, there's too many comics, there's too many musicians, actors, uh, you know, uh, politicians, especially in the Republican side. There's too many politicians. There's like 15 people. Running. I just want somebody to represent us the way I believe that we need to be represented. Uh, but you know what? I um, I, I really, I, I think Hillary is going to do well. Well, she I doesn't really have a do. lot of opposition on her side. There's got that old guy, Bernie Sanders, who's Colonel uh, Sanders. Well, he looks like Colonel Sanders, oh. uh, but he he's uh, he's a little too uh, socialist, I think, for uh, most people. But he he's uh, he'll give her he'll be a good debater, but she's going to sure. win. And then, uh, you know, Trump is. Uh, <laughs> I think it would be a good heavyweight bout Trump versus Clinton, though. Well, Trump. Uh, it'd be it'd be fun to watch for sure. I, I he's like a pro wrestler. He's just I, I think he's in this for publicity. Uh, well, yeah. Do you, does he know he's running for president, or does I don't think he cares. <laughs> uh, I really want Joe Biden to run. Because I, I um I could see that that would be because he's a kind of a shit talker and it's Delaware. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's He's, different back east. I don't know if uh, how many people understand. It's very different. I've, you, I've I've had a a 
a few learning curves being out here. What's uh, I think people back east are more real, like in your face. In your face is definitely, um, and that's kind of the way I've, I've, I, I am, I am very in your face kind of person. You yeah. Know, and I, um, I've, I've learned, I guess, actually how to. You know, reserve that a little bit more being out here just because uh it's not perceived well out here it's more uh, and i've i've grown up out here so it's, i love it out here like i'll be out here you know until right. i move back to australia but well, you have to uh <laughs> for what you want to do for what i want to do this is the place oh it is the place you and know, the weather's great i mean i, I go to runyon canyon oh, almost Runyon's every the day there's know. a there's a, a difficult hike to the left if you go to the left up at runyon yeah. i love that up and down the the hills the stairs see i go to the right the right's good too i mean that's that's hard too and uh, we're gonna have to go um, well, absolutely let's do a podcast from uh, the mountain right. well there's crazier ideas uh, i know there is i go with my dog lois and but she Where is she's lois? lois i split her with my ex it's with 50 50 like half the dog or um i'd like to uh split half the ex <laughs> you know uh, but that's another podcast <coughs> uh, yeah, your, your voice changed <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm got high. beginning to see why oj uh oj had some points no, but, no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> no we, we get along i'm just kidding uh, me and my ex are uh, you know uh, god you and all this death earl i know well i find you well comedy and wrestling it, it's I, I i do have a lot of death around me you know because it's a very um there's a lot of depression in certain instances too i mean yeah i get depressed uh yeah, I, I, and I think that we're human beings, and I think that anybody who has a sunny day definitely has a dark day right behind it or in front of it. Or well, yeah, I mean it's a very depression's tough, real. Uh, I, the best cure of depression for me, because you know I had a little, um, I had a little hiccup. You know, it was it was hard. Uh, Hell's Kitchen being on television, you know, and having to live this you know regular life when I wanted live that life you know yeah. i want to be on television i want to entertain and you know so you know my uh you have to find your out and you have to find it to be pure and of good um you know i was going to runyon canyon every day a little bit of sunshine 15 minutes a day yeah you know and uh, a lot of prayer so yeah you know, i'm, I'm I mean, much better off you know but yeah we're, we all go through it we're human beings i mean chemicals run wild in our heads and you know it's um it's tough it's hard but you know you got to look for the the sunny days even when you don't see it oh yeah so. it's it's uh the entertainment business in general whether it be uh you know cooking comedy uh, you know acting music uh, it's uh it's a crazy business because there's so much out of your control sure you know and, you, and it's the, to the you know to the people it's for the people you know we're yeah. we're, we're we're consumers but we're also you know we're doing it for people's enjoyment and that can you know it adds a little stress to it but yeah and some people like uh i'm sure uh you know like i probably my favorite show going i have a tremendous fear of airplane flying do you which is strange because i'm in a business where you have to fly everywhere and uh, there's this show called air disasters it's on the Smithsonian channel. And uh, basically what they do is I thought, well, if I watch this show and understands why planes crash and how infrequent they do crash, I mean, it's very like literally one in five million. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure it didn't make uh, anything better. I thought, oh, well, this will help me like get over the fear a little bit. Yeah. Not at all. And uh, so, <laughs> so what they do is they God. reenact a crash. Um, and then they have pilot uh, actors playing the pilots and they uh, do the voice recorders. They don't use the actual recordings, but they transcript. So they have guys like you and me go, oh, my God, the plane's about to crash. Do this, do that. And uh, some of the uh, transcripts were so horrifying 
horrifying that I was like, well, I got to go on YouTube and hear the actual ones. Oh, no. Because there was this one particular crash so, where... So your, your, your fear of flying was hoping to get better, so you watched the documentary, and then you just wanted a little bit more, so yeah. you went for the real stuff. So I was like, well, hmm. there was this one plane crash where the <laughs> pilots were taking off on this runway, and uh, they got on the wrong runway. It was at night, and uh, on this runway, they were doing construction. Yeah. So there were uh, machines. And, and where's this at? I, I, I got to be honest about, with you. Yeah, I you forget don't have to know. where it was. No, I, I really, it was, yeah. I think it was in Europe. And okay, so the plane's good. about to take off, and all of a sudden they see like a, a forklift in the middle of the runway. Oh they God. hit it, goes in, you know, crashes into the uh, one of the airplane hangars, and basically the pilots burn alive. And they, so they reenact that scene and they, they show the two actors saying, oh my God, I'm burning alive. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got to hear the actual recording of that. That, that Yeah. Such a macabre. Yeah. It's almost like watching Faces of Death when I was a oh, kid. Oh, I can't do that. So, I can't watch anything like that. Well, I can't either, I'm but. I'm a sissy, man. I was so. And bugs. I don't like bugs. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I had to hear the actual recording. That's crazy. I find it. Of course, listen you to it nonstop for an hour because it was so horrific. And you hear the one co-pilot say to the pilot, "Oh my God, Steve, my my skin is burning. I'm dying. I'm dying." And then silence. Oh my! The first comment on YouTube. Of course, it's a joke, right? No. It, oh. Well, I do say this on stage, but it just goes to show you. And, no, no, no. And, I'm saying was there did somebody have some? Yes, yeah. it was just this guy saying pussies yeah I, you knew it you knew it had to be something outlandish and it was just like wow whether you are a hell's kitchen contestant where are you whether you are a stand-up comic wh whatever you do in life actor musician pro athlete do not put any video on youtube because the first comment will be very similar to that one yeah and i mean do you did you ever go like read reviews of the show the whole point of telling yeah. that show was, no, I, yeah I, uh, and this is where i kind of wanted to wrap it up because it, one i want people to go wow this guy josh was great i want to hear more well sure. guess what you got to tune in the next episode when yeah. he comes back but we'll be back oh i will be back for more as rat would say uh Another one of my favorite. I'll be back. Yeah. Well, I'd love to get Schwarzenegger on here, but uh, yeah, yeah, who me knows? Too. Well, Mark Maron got the president of the country uh, on his podcast. So, wow. Did uh, he? Yeah, he got Obama. Went actually, Mark Maron, probably the number one podcast in the world. Wow. Uh, it's called What the Fuck? WTF? Yeah. Um, Obama, he does it out of his garage. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, it's, he's uh, I really look up to him because I know about seven or eight years ago, his manager at the time said, don't do the podcast. You'll never make any money on it. And now he's the number one podcaster awesome. in the world. And love doubters, though. Makes I uh, do. It's a very rocky s story. Like, sure. I, I, I read his book and I think he said uh, to his manager, I want to do this podcast saying it's going to be in my garage. And he's like, people never go to your garage. You'll never make any money. And then eight years later, he's got literally the the most important person on the planet. That's in, awesome. In his garage. So but did you ever. Yeah, the comments. The comment, do you uh, like uh, when you, I, you know, I can only imagine what comments on Hell's Kitchen contestants are. Like, people? this guy sucks. <laughs> Listen, I love people. I love, I love people. You know, and I think I got into what I do because of people. 
but some people really enjoy attacking others. <laughs> I don't understand it. And I, I really can't understand. I'm glad I don't understand it. But um, yeah, there's some comments out there, you know, that people like to make. And um, I think it's just because it's um, to them, it's not a real life, you know, to them, they're just watching this as if it was a TV show. You know, they don't realize that we are real people. And, you know, nothing against them, but they're just, they're consumers. And we all have our reactions or overreactions and we all have our opinions. And I think that the best thing that I can do and you can do is let it roll off. Well, I don't even... Yeah, well, I I did look at them. I wanted to look at all of them because I wanted to make sure I knew what it felt like to read them. Right. You know, because some of them are kind of mean. Oh, they're awful. And I want to read them because I want to feel that. I want to know what it feels like because, you know, there's going to be days where I'm in a movie and I need to feel that way. And I got to tune into that. I got to tap into that and and really express my feeling of of pain, you know? And uh, yeah, so there are things that, you know, that people say, but you know, I want to know them. I want to read them and I can't let them bother me just because we're all, we're all in this together. We're all people. We all have a way of expressing our feelings. And you know what? Just because they think I'm a dick or they think that I'm this crazy asshole from New Jersey. Maybe they had a bad experience with somebody from New Jersey, which is not (laughs) that uncommon. So no, I understand it. I get it. And I have no hatred or animosity towards, you know, anybody who doesn't like me, but I just think that they need to get to know me. And uh, once they do, they'll see that they were uh judging a book by its cover well i like you uh and people out there who like hell's kitchen should get to know josh better where can they find you out on the information superhighway information superhighway the autobahn right the autobahn the autobahn of, of the internet the internet uh, twitter yeah. i'm assuming you're on twitter at huge josh man you're going to have to spell that for my fan base. Huge, as in very large. H-U-G-E-J-O-S-H-M-A-N. Huge Joshman. And I'm on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram. Instagram, same thing? Yeah, at Huge Joshman. Huge Joshman. And then Facebook is? Facebook is Josh Trovato. I have a fan page. Like it. Okay. Yeah. Send me a comment, especially if it's nice. Or, or not nice. <laughs> or not. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, man. I mean, I, uh, on iTunes, I have people, uh, I would say 99% of the comments are great, but one guy wrote, this is the worst podcast ever. And I left it up there, you know? Yeah. And, uh, well, you so, have to. Well, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm new in the UK. I, I think we're on like our fourth or fifth week in the UK too. Hell's Kitchen's right. out there and it's airing and I'm, <laughs> I'm getting all these new comments about how people don't like me. I'm like, oh, cool. Like this is, this is all over again. But you know, then there's the people right. that love me and, and, and it's awesome. But you have to take with the good with the bad. You know, yeah, if no. you don't take the good with the bad and the bad with the good, then you know what are we? Well, robots. Listen, We're robots. Yeah, and if, I don't want to be a robot. If you're an actor, comic, musician, reality show star, uh, you know the drill when you get into the business. So uh, I would like to thank Joshua Travato. Thank you, sir. For uh, awesome. coming on here. I know uh, you probably were like, who the hell is this guy asking me to do his podcast? Your name is Earl. My name is Earl. I wish I was that guy. <laughs> uh, my name is Earl Skakel. And you can find me on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just Earl Skakel, E-A-R-L-S-K-A-K-E-L. Uh, you guys have been awesome the last couple weeks. Understand can I spell it. my name, Earl? Oh, yeah, please do. Is that okay? I'm sorry to cut you off. No, baby. This is your podcast. Trovato. Joshua Trovato. Spell it. J-O-S-H-T, as in Tom, R-O, V as in Victor, A-T-O. 
trovato. And watch Hell's Kitchen. Watch uh, it. You know, Josh was great on it. It's a great show. And, uh, you know, Josh is, uh, you're going to be hearing from him uh, in the near future. He's, he's got a bright future in this business. And uh, I don't say that a lot about people, but he's a, a very engaging guy. Great guy to come here at, on a busy day for him and, and do this. Thank you, Earl. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for doing it. So, uh, guys, you know the drill. Inappropriate Earl on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, spread the word. And uh, thanks for all your kind words about Lori Donna and uh, Rowdy Roddy. Uh, I'll miss them both. And uh, you guys are great to me. So uh, we'll be back next week with another guest. I'm not sure who. It's basically anyone who says yes and <laughs> has a car. Uh, and thank you for everything. You guys are the best. Thank you, everybody. See ya. I'll end it on a Gordon Ramsay impression. Green burgers kill people. What are you doing? <laughs>